0: Flyers Daily with Jason Martinez. It's a brand-new Flyers Daily for the 29th of November, 2023. Flyers Daily, presented by Ticketmaster. Make more memories live. Flyers in this gauntlet of division, Metro Division games, which started back on November 19th against Columbus. They faced Columbus, the Islanders, the Rangers, the Islanders, and Carolina last night, and it was a 4-1 loss to the Canes. Canes now take the season lead in the series, two games to one. Flyers lost back on October 30th against Carolina by a final score of three to two. They went to Carolina and won on November 15th by a score of three to one, and they go down last night four to one. Despite the fact that the final score was four to one, uh, this was a much tighter hockey game than the final score would indicate. Flyers did get outshot in the game, thirty-five to twenty-eight. That that's been a rarity this season. That the Flyers get outshot by the opposition. Carolina, actually the stingiest team in the NHL when it comes to average shots on goal. Flyers, second stingiest. Carolina allows 25.1 shots per game. Flyers allow 27.0. Then it's the Panthers and the Kings. But the Flyers, then in this game, once again, just cannot drive enough goal scoring, cannot drive enough offense. Had some pretty good chances on Ch- Kachekov. Had some good opportunities that I thought that maybe they passed up on. Decided to try and make another pass. And when you do that, uh, and you're not getting pucks to the net and creating a lot of traffic when you're a team that's a bit snakebitten, as the Flyers are right now, uh, that's what you get a final score of 4-1 to one with the empty net goal. Kind of an ill-timed, not great goal from Carter Hart in the third period. It's a 2-1 game headed into the third, and uh, Seth Jarvis is able to track a puck down down the left side of the ice. Travis Sanheim is kind of angling him off, but Jarvis gets a shot off, and it's kind of a, a nothing burger of a shot along the ice. Maybe it was going to go wide, although no goalie's going to let it go wide to only find out it's not going wide, but it kind of gets under the pad of Carter Hart, down by where his skate is, and it's under his pad. And as he's recollecting his body together, it propels the puck, which now squirts out from under his pad and over the goal line. And you can see by his reaction when the goal goes in, he's thinking, how the heck did I do that? And he hasn't allowed many goals that, you know, you go, that's not a good goal. It's coupled with the fact that it's not a good goal at a very inopportune time. Now, ultimately, the Flyers could only manage – the one goal, so maybe it doesn't matter. They were pushing at that point in the third period uh, to get the equalizer. Michael Bunting opened the scoring in the first. The first two goals that Carolina scored were both rebound, uh, second chance opportunities and rebounds. First one, Ajo makes a really quick pass to the middle to Michael Bunting. He gets the first shot off. Carter Hart makes a right pad save, but Bunting's able to collect the rebound and put it in past Hart, and that puts the Canes up 1-0. And then first period ends, go to the second period. Travis Konechny comes off the bench uh, in a change, and he is way behind the the Carolina defense. He reads the play really well because he sees that the puck is not in total possession of Carolina. So he kind of abandons getting off the bench and getting back into the D zone, and goes through that kind of risk-reward equation in his head. And as the puck turns over, Tyson Forster gets it and sends Connecting on a breakaway. He's able to beat Kachekov with the shot, and that ties the game at one. Really nice pass from Tyson Forster. And now we've got a 1-1 game, but then at 13-25, as the Flyers, in the zone, great structure on this play, behind the net, good support. They turn the puck over uh, in the high slot, does Carolina. Scott Lawton gets it, and he turns to clear it. And Brendan Lemieux who had a cup of coffee as a flyer last year, is able to get his leg out, block that down, hits off of his shin pad, goes right in on Carter Hart. He makes a pad save on that kind of off-the-leg uh, opportunity from Lemieux, but is able to corral the rebound and put it in past Carter Hart, and now the Canes are up 2-1 to one heading into the third. Five and 5-0 oh, uh, when the leading after two periods are Carolina, and the Flyers have not come back in a game from which they've trailed this season. Longest in franchise history that they haven't come back from a deficit in the third period uh, in the fran- in the entire history of the team. They had an opportunity tonight. They're down one goal, the slimmest of margins. But like I said, Seth Jarvis gets that goal, puts Carolina up 3-1, uh, and then at 17-16 with the goaltender pulled, uh, Kakaniemi gets the empty net goal, and that puts the Canes up 4-1. That's all she wrote. Uh, Konechny's goal, his 12th of the season, It's been a little while since he scored. It was good to see him get back on the board. Beautiful assist, like I said, from Tyson Forrester, his fourth assist of the season. And for that assist, he and the Flyers are going to donate, and Penn Medicine with the Penn Medicine Assist, 30 pounds of food to local communities in need. So that's a good thing. We'd like to get more assists, and the Flyers need to get more goals. Now, in their five-game win streak, you know, when things are going well, and that's and part of the reason here is because they were scoring, it was a five-game win streak, they scored in a to- those total five games 22 goals, so over four goals a game. They, they had a 6-3 win over Anaheim. They had a 4-2 win over the Kings, a 3-1 win over Carolina, a 4-3 overtime win over Vegas, and then a 5-2 win over Columbus. And the four games since then, they've only got four goals. They're averaging one goal a game. And oddly enough, they actually got a win where they didn't technically even score a goal. In the last four games, they have a record of one and three. They lost to the New York Islanders three to two. They lost to the New York Rangers three to one. Uh, They beat the Islanders one nothing in the shootout. And they lost to Carolina last night four to one. And you're just not going to win many games in this league when, obviously, when scoring one goal, even two goals. It's a race to three league, even a race to four. And all of a sudden, the offense right now has gone pretty dry. And there's guys that you're depending on to put the puck in the net. It's always going to be score by committee. It's not going to be one guy gets 50, another guy gets 28, another guy gets 24, a couple of guys in that range. That's not what the Flyers are. That's not how they're built right now. Uh, They don't have that pure scorer, pure sniper, even though Konechny's on pace for over 40 goals, we're a quarter away into the season, he's got 12, you need more guys to be contributing. It's got to be a scoring by committee team. We actually talked about this on yesterday's episode, that they need to get some scoring from their blue line, some goals from their blue line. In the 1920 season, they led the NHL in goals from a D decor, and they're just not getting uh, many of those right now. I mean, of course, the last four games, not really at all. So you need more guys to kick in on the scoring. Now, who are the guys that they need to kick in? Cam Atkinson, he's got the eight goals. He got off to a a pretty good start to this season. And we understand he missed the entirety of last year. um, But he's a guy that's got to kick in some goals with a little bit more regularity. Sean Couturier's got to give you a little bit more scoring. Owen Tippett is a guy that attempted, again, five shots on goal last night. uh, But he's a guy that we thought was heating up. He had the four goals, I think, in, in five games, I think it was. And he looked like he was heating up, but all of a sudden, he's not scoring. Just like goal scoring is contagious in the NHL sometimes, not scoring goals is also contagious. And the Flyers are in that not scoring goals department right now. And part of the thing is, is... The inability to score, big part of it, power play, inability to, you know, create good chances and get goals on the power play. And then the other part of it is that when this team is not scoring like they are now, they look a lot like last year's team from an offensive threat department. You know, last year's team, I remember talking about this ad nauseum on the podcast, on pregame shows, on social media. The team had to work so hard to generate good scoring chances. You just, sometimes you can't have to spill so much energy into scoring a goal. You got to get one, Konechny got one last night, like that goal. Breakdown happens, guy sneaks behind the defense, you get a breakaway, you score. They need more of that. But right now they're not getting any of that with the exception of Konechny's goal last night. Those things it just becomes so exhausting to score, and yet, and it's just a attack the blue paint mentality like we saw last year, and it's not a great recipe. You need those guys that have the ability to score off the rush, that have that game-breaking ability, can create a scoring chance without the five-man unit having everybody in perfect concert. You have some of those guys. Atkinson is one of those guys, even though... He didn't play last year, and he's not as young as he once was. But Joel Farabee is. Farabee's got eight goals. I think he's had a nice season, but right now they're not scoring, and nobody's scoring. On the year, Farabee's got the eight goals. Tippett's got the seven. They need to get those guys going. Cam Atkinson, those guys got to start kicking in some more goals as well. Brink's been kind of in and out of the lineup, and I think he's more of a playmaker. Scott Lawton has only got, got 10 points on the year. He's got nine assists. That's good. But he's only got the one goal. They need to find a way to get more goal scoring. And Ryan Paling, he's got two goals. I wasn't going into the season expecting Paling to be an offensive contributor. I think he's probably more suited as a fourth-line center than a third-line center. We'll see if he defies that. But getting some of these guys going. Tyson Forster has got the one goal and the one shootout goal. You know, one of the things they were relying on him for was goal scoring. And when the team's going through a four-game span where they're averaging a goal per game, those are the guys that need to pull them out of it. Morgan Frost is a guy that needs to chip in some goals. And then then you can look, I mean, Noah Cates is out of the lineup. Now he's got the lower body injury out six to eight weeks. He wasn't scoring. So scoring is very sparse right now, and it's really difficult to win games two to one one to nothing three to two all the time you can't play 82 games like that because eventually it will go sideways now they get the devils on thursday and the devils you know a a team that another division game it's another four point game this was a bad time right now for the scoring to dry up when you're playing these division games if you're monitoring the standings You know, you need, these are four-point games. Beating L.A. and beating Anaheim and beating Vegas, yeah, that's good. And those are, you know, two of those three teams are really good teams. But if you want to stay in that mix in your division, you need to get wins over the teams in your division. Carolina now goes three points up on the Flyers with that win for the second spot in the Metro with a game in hand. Flyers one point up on the Capitals, but the Caps have four games in hand. You know, New Jersey comes in and uh, they've played 20 games. They've got 21 points. So the Flyers now just two points up on the New Jersey Devils. And the Devils have not had a really great start to this season. So they got to figure out how to get some goal scoring. Where it's going to come from, who's going to heat up, who's going to kind of make it contagious, we'll see. You know, But a lot of those guys that I mentioned need to lead the way. You know, the Devils last night give up four, but they win the game. They get a 5-4 win. Jack Hughes has a goal and two assists, and the Devils beat the Islanders 5-4. So got to find a way to generate more offense. Got to find a way to generate some goals. And at some point, find a way to get this power play uh, to be something that is an advantage when the other team takes a penalty. It's... You know, they get a penalty, Brink draws the penalty in the first period, but they just don't create any good opportunities off it. No grade A scoring chances, and that can be deflating for a team. And when a team is struggling to score and the power play is struggling mightily, that doesn't help grow the confidence in goal scoring for your team at all. It just doesn't doesn't give you the energy that it can when you're a team that's putting up goals like they were in that five-game win streak and they scored a total of 22 goals. So goals are tough to come by right now. It was a tight game against Carolina. Um, I thought Carter Hart made some really good saves. Obviously, the the goal in the third period was a deflating one. But uh, I think the big and most important thing right now is for the team not to abandon what it's trying to do. And I don't mean organizationally. I mean structurally and philosophically you know it's a long season there are ebbs and flows to an NHL season sometimes pucks go in for you a lot sometimes no matter what you do they don't go in I don't think the Flyers are generating enough good scoring opportunities but with that said don't abandon the fast transition play the aggressiveness defending your blue line and the aggressiveness in the neutral zone stick to that plan stick to that style of play they have so far but as you continue to go longer and longer without scoring, some habits, and when your team's not able to put goals up or, or you're mounting losses, they've lost three out of the last four after the five-game win streak, then you can start to see structural and philosophical breakdowns. Um, that's what they're trying to void against right now. We'll see if they can continue to do that. And Thursday, again, matchup with the Devils Thursday. Then Saturday, it's a matchup in Pittsburgh against the Penguins. And then Monday against the Penguins, and then they go back out on the road where they'll see Arizona, Colorado, and Nashville uh, for a bit of a swing there. All right, let's wrap things up there uh, on this episode of Flyers Daily. It's a little bit of a frustrating game last night. It's just one of those games and when you're going through multiple games and the team's struggling to score. As much as I love that one nothing shootout win because of the great goaltending, the frustrations of a team not scoring start to build up and start to mount, even on us as observers or fans or whatever, it starts to get a little bit uh, tough and you start to get very frustrated, and that's probably where I am right now. All right, everybody, have a great Wednesday. We'll talk to you tomorrow. We'll preview Flyers-Devils, first uh, matchup of the season between those two teams, tomorrow on a brand-new Flyers Daily.